how many of y'all, y'all remember to bring your lesson back? Oh, boy. How many of y'all forgot to bring your lesson back? All right. How many of you don't care? <clears throat> All right. All right. We do have extra lessons. I printed extra because it's been two weeks. We had a, uh, we had a snow day last week. Amen. Uh, uh, but, but if you need a lesson, if you need a lesson, raise your hand and, uh, and we'll make sure you get it. Anybody, is anybody helping me with the lessons? Anybody running around? Uh, little Johnny, uh, he's sitting in the corner. There he comes. Somebody help me with that. Everybody got lessons up at the top? Y'all good up there? Everybody good? Okay. All right. What we're going to do, we're going to try to finish. If you remember two weeks ago, uh, uh, we are in the upper room with Jesus. We are at the, the place of the Last Supper. Uh, uh, where Jesus institutes uh, the, the communion. And at this point, we know, we know Jesus washes their feet. He's trying to teach them about humility. He's teaching them about happiness and serving others. And uh, in the middle of all of that, he tells them he's going to be betrayed. This is shocking. That's where we, get the, uh, we, where we get the title, Say It Ain't So. He reveals some things in this meeting, uh, not just about the traitor, not just about Judas, but also about Peter. Uh, how many of y'all know sometimes, sometimes uh, uh, God will reveal some things about us that we don't really want to hear? I've been in church before and, and, and God's word being preached. I've been in the pulpit before and, and being preaching God's word and God reveals something about me that I just soon didn't know. Sometimes we sit in church and we tell God, say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. Well, that's what happens in this story. Uh, last, last time we met, we, we learned all about the traitor. We learned all about Judas. We learned about not only how treacherous he was and how wicked he was, uh, we learned about how good God was in the whole process. He put Judas in a place of honor sitting beside him. Uh, he even called him friend when he betrayed him in the garden. And, and I, I, I'm glad no matter how black and no matter how dark and no matter how wicked man is, God is still good. Amen? Amen. Is everybody ready? Everybody got a lesson? Well, let's jump right back. We'll, what we'll do, <clears throat> for those of you that wasn't here, that didn't, didn't, weren't able to get the, the answers, I'm going to go through the first point real quickly, and you, you can jot down the answers real quick, and we'll jump into where we stopped last time. Are you excited about being in Bible study? Say amen. amen. The Bible says, verse 18, uh, John 13, verse number 18. Jesus is speaking to them. He says, I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it come, that when it is come to pass, ye may believe that I am he. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake. They couldn't believe it. They was in shock. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. We know this is the apostle John. Simon Peter, therefore, he beckoned to him and that he should ask him who it should be of whom he spake. He then lying on Jesus' breast said unto him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him, 
that thou doest, do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. For some of them thought because Judas had the bag that Jesus had said unto him, buy those things that we have need of against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. He then, having received the sop, went immediately out, and it was night. Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, and shall straightway or immediately glorify him. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You shall seek me. As I said unto the Jews, whether I go, ye cannot come. So now I say unto you, I underline that statement and I put, I put parentheses around it. So now I say unto you, a new commandment. In other words, this is really important. I'm fixing to leave. I'm going to die. I'm going to go back to be with my father. So I'm telling you something very important. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another by this. Shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another? Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? Jesus answered him, Whether I go, thou canst, come, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. Be careful what you say. Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. <clears throat> thank you for the privilege and the honor it is to be in your house, to be with your people. And Lord, we're holding your word. And it is precious. Lord, it is, it is true. God, I pray that you'll help us to dig into it. I pray that you'll help us to take from it the bread of life that we need to sustain our spiritual walk and our spiritual man. I pray in Jesus' name that you will touch us. I pray that you will edify us tonight. I pray that you will strengthen us tonight. I pray that you'll bless everybody here. Lord, they're tired, been working all day. They're here, and, and God, they just need something from you. Lord, we have some that's discouraged. We have some that's hurting. We have some that's scared. God, we have some that's, that's doubting. We have some that's just in a way that they just need you to open their eyes to see you. No matter who it is that's here, no matter why they came, I pray that they'll leave lifted and, and, and built and strengthened in your word. God, I'll thank you for it and give you the praise and the glory and the honor because you're the only one that deserves it. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's forgiven children say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The last night, <clears throat> the last night that Jesus is with his disciples, before he's arrested, before he's crucified, before he's betrayed, before he's brutalized, before he's put in a, on a cross and put in the ground. He's with his disciples. He couldn't wait to meet with them. It's just kind of, it's almost like a sentimental time. He says, with great desire, have I desired to have this meal with you. And, 
And so here he is, they're, they're enjoying the fellowship, they're enjoying the meal, uh, they're enjoying their time. They, ha they have no clue. They have no clue what, what, what is about to happen. They have no clue about what's fixing to take place. And, and it's, just an, it's just another night with their Lord. It's just another night with Jesus. It's just another meal to them. Uh, they're, they're just having a big time. But Jesus knows what's happening. Jesus is aware of the timetable. Jesus is aware of how serious the matter and how serious the time is. He's, he's very well aware. You've got to imagine he's got John on one side and he's got Judas on the other. And while everybody's enjoying the meal and everybody's enjoying his company and everybody's enjoying the fellowship and the food, and, and, and matter of fact, uh, they're, still, they're still fussing over who's going to be the greatest. They're, 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 still, they're still having issues and arguing over, or, over who was going to get the most glory. Who was going to get the most recognition? Who was going to get to sit where? And in, in all this, in all this, Jesus is well aware of what's fixing to happen in a few hours. In just a few hours, he's going to go into a garden and he's going to pray with such extreme pressure put on his humanity that his, his, his capillaries and his poor sweat glands will burst and, and blood will come forth out of his sweat glands because he's in such intense pressure. In just a few hours, one who he's fed, one who he's comforted, one who he has protected, one who he has taught and led and loved on and was a blessing to, one who was close to him is going to come in a garden and kiss him and betray him. In just a few hours, he's going to be arrested and taken and have a mock trial. In just a few hours, he's going to be lied about. In just a few outer hours, they're going to pay people to come and have false accusations against him. In just a few hours, he, the, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. In just a few hours, he's going to be rejected by the people. In just a few hours, the same people who, who had just a, a, a little while before cried, Hosanna to the king, Hosanna to the king, Hosanna to the king. They're going to cry out, crucify him. Crucify him. In just a few hours, they're going to beat him to the point that you can't even tell he's a man. They're going to rip his body to shreds. In just a few hours, they're going to take a crown and beat it into his skull and mock him and spitting in his face and pluck his beard out. In just a few hours, they're going to nail him to a cross and hang him naked before the whole world in humiliation. And he's going to die. And here he is sitting beside one who loves him and one who hates him. Judas is a traitor. Judas is a thief. Judas cared not. We, we go back. We understand the story. When, 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 when the, the, the offering was given, when Mary brought her best and Mary bought the perfume. And, and, and he said, why was this not sold and given to the poor? And we know he didn't care about the poor. He was a thief. He held the bag. He was the treasurer of the group. And he'd been skimming out the bag the whole time. Now, if you're taking notes, if you're taking notes, I want you to see this. Number one, we see a traitor. Jesus reveals to them. He said, he said not all of you are clean. He says, not all of you are clean. He was in reference 
to, to Judas. Not all of you are what it seems to be. And one of you is going to betray me. Now here's the a, here's a key. I want you to go to verse, uh, verse number, uh, help me, help me. Let me get back. I, I, let's get the verse here. Here we go. Look in verse number, look in verse number, uh, uh, let's see. Verse number 19. Verse number 19. When you find 19, say amen. amen. Verse 18, he reveals to him that someone's going to lift their heel. Someone's going to betray him. Someone's going to come against him. Now watch what he says in verse 19. Now I tell you before it come that when it is come to pass, ye may believe that I am he. Now, now this is what's going on. This is what's going on. We have, we have 11 disciples and a traitor, right? All right, we have 11 fragile. Say that with me. Come on, everybody. Fragile disciples. They're not very strong in their faith. The main leader, the head honcho, would be Peter. And what did he say? What, what, what do we know he tells them? He says, you're going to deny me. Before the cock crows, you're going to deny me thrice. He said, Satan has desired to have thee. They may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee when thou art converted. That doesn't mean saved, converted. You know, when we use the word converted, we're talking about being saved. That's not what that word means. That word means convinced. It means stabilized. It means to, to, to establish when, when Peter said, thou art the Christ, you remember when, remember when Jesus said, whom do men say that I am? Remember that? And, and, and Peter said, uh, we believe uh, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, flesh and blood is not revealed the son of thee, but my father which is in heaven. And unto thee I give the keys of the kingdom. What you shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. What you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. It was at that moment that he gave his confession. At that moment, listen, he was saved when all this took place. But he was fragile. He was, he was a believer. But he was fragile. All of the faith of the disciples was fragile. Jesus even went to say this. He said the shepherd, in reference to himself, is going to be smitten. And the, and the sheep are going to scatter. You're going to be afraid. You're going to run for your life. You're going to scatter like a bunch of chickens. Why? They were fragile. Can you imagine what they were thinking? Can you imagine? Can you imagine that, that, that here their, their Messiah is arrested, he's in chains, and, and, and the one they had a lot of confidence in? You know they got to have a lot of confidence in the man they make the treasurer. Right? Churches don't look up the biggest goober in the church and make him the treasurer, okay? Who do they pick? The one they have confidence in. Who, who would you pick to be the treasure of your company? The one who you put the most trust in. And think about this. Think about this. The one who they have put all of their trust in, they found out he's a betrayer. He's a traitor. Can you imagine what this will do to their faith? It's going to rock their world. How many of y'all... How many of y'all in your Christian life has had something to rock your world? Jesus is saying, now I'm telling you, before this ever happens, so you'll know I'm who I'm saying I am. You're going to get wobbly. You're going to get weak need. Peter, when thou art converted, when you are established... Thank God that happened. 
Listen, Peter was not weak-kneed on the day of Pentecost. Peter, I'm getting ahead of myself. I can't help it. I know where I'm going. Amen. Are y'all with me? He said, I'm going to tell you what's happening. I'm going to tell you there's a, there's a traitor. You need to understand this. This is going to take place. But when it does, you're going to know that I am who I say I am. Church, say amen. Then he reveals this. And I don't want to go too much in it because I'm not going to have time to finish it like last time. But let me, let me give you the points. You say, preacher, I need to know that. Go back and listen to it. <clears throat> All right, number one, he reveals a traitor. A, the personalities that explain him. The personalities that explain him. He's a thief. He's a trickster. He had everybody fooled. He had everybody deceived, even to the point that when he went out to betray Jesus, they thought he was going to help the poor. Or possibly, possibly he was going out to get some supplies for the supper. Are y'all with me? He, he had totally, totally pulled the wool over their eyes. He was a trickster. Now, we know he's influenced by Satan. What can we learn from this? What do we need to apply and take from this right here? That, that the devil is an angel of light. Everybody that looks, everybody that looks holy ain't holy. Everybody that talks holy or spiritual ain't holy. Say amen. And remember this, the devil can quote scripture too. And boy, I want to run a rabbit right there. We're not going to do it. Keeping the dogs in the trucks. Amen. He's a thief. He's a trickster. He's a traitor. He's a traitor. Judas, the brother of James, Judas Iscariot, which was also the traitor. Jesus said, betrayest thou the son of man with a kiss. The personalities that explain him then be the prophecies that expect him. How many of y'all know Jesus knew exactly what was happening? Psalms. Psalms said it was going to happen. Zechariah. Chapter 11 said it was going to happen. This is on the opposite page. John 6, and then we see John 17. If you were not here for that study two weeks ago, please go to the internet and listen to it. I promise you it'll bless your heart. I know, I know as crazy as this sounds, as crazy as this sounds, but a subject so dark and so black as the betrayal and the treachery of Judas in that lesson, you're going to see the glory and the goodness of God at, with the backdrop of the darkness of man. When does a light shine the brightest? In the darkest place. Amen. Say amen. <clears throat> Boy, God's good. Nobody, nobody likes dark times. Nobody 
likes the valley. But just, just, just now, it's like God's just, he's trying to tell us something. You never see him like you see him unless you're in a dark place. The light shines the brightest when it's the darkest. I don't know why I'm feeling this right now. But as dark as that is, you've seen Jesus so good. And I, I really didn't even want to get into this again because I, I want to finish this. But for those of you who wasn't here, Judas was on his, his side, a place of honor. And, 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 and why this was so significant is because Jesus knew what he was going to do, yet he placed him in a place of honor. When he gave him the sop, when he took the sop, you'd have to understand the custom that as, as the host of the dinner, as the host of the party, Jesus is the host and, 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 and you know, he honors the guests and, and, and the host would always give the first dip to take the bread and go into the sop and give it to who he's trying to honor, and he gave it to Judas. When Judas came in the garden to betray him, he comes, and Jesus calls him friend. Listen, no matter how dark it is, he's still good. No matter how dark your situation is, is you will find him good. He will be there. It is not taking him by surprise. Isn't it, isn't it amazing? The Bible says, what thou doest, do quickly. Satan has entered him. Satan has entered into Judas. And, and we find, he says, what thou doest, do quickly. And as soon as the Bible says, when he went out, he, it, 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 right away it says, it was night. But watch, watch. The very next verse, this ain't in the notes. I don't know where it's coming from. Just write it if you want to. That's very symbolic. For Judas, it was dark. It was symbolic of what was fixing to happen. If those disciples knew what was fixing to take place, if they knew how dark the hour was, but watch what it says. This is going to lead us into the next point. Watch what it says. Verse number, verse number 30. If you there, say amen. He then, having received the sop, went immediately out and it was night. Now watch what happened. Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man. When? In the dark. What is glorified means magnified, exalted, lifted up. Are y'all with me? In other words, see him bigger. When do you see him bigger? In the night. In the dark. In the blackness of your hour. In the darkness of your situation. Are y'all with me? 
It's then he's magnified. When did the three Hebrew children see the fourth man in the fire? It was in the fire. Somebody in here needs this. Because <clears throat> I didn't write none of this down. And I apologize for getting emotional, but I'm feeling it. <clears throat> then he's glorified. Jesus, this, this is it. This is it. This is why I was born. This is why I came. Jesus walked on the water. He healed blinded eyes. He, he healed lame legs. He healed, he, he healed the deaf and he cast out devils and he walked on water and he turned water into wine and he fed thousands with one lad's lunch. He raised the dead. And all those brought him glory. It brought him some fame and notoriety. But nothing brought him glory like the cross. Are y'all with me? Now, I, I want you to see something. <clears throat> I want you to see something. We see, where'd I, where'd I stop? See, did I give it to you? Okay, write this. The peril that embraces him. I'll just say this. He had a bad day. Y'all with me? He went out and hung himself, took the silver back, and y'all know the story. If you don't, go listen to last week. <clears throat> I want to get this done. Let's get to number two. What was number one? What was number one? We see a... Everybody, come on. We see a... But then number two, we see a truth. We see a truth. Write this down. Write this down. Now, if it was me or you, imagine this. Imagine this. You remember what we said that Jesus knew? In just a few hours, everything that was going to happen, in just a few hours, the betrayal, in just a few hours, the, the arrest, in just a few hours, the beating and the, and the crucifixion and the scourging and all that. All right? What would be on your mind? Imagine that. What, what would be on your mind knowing this was fixing to happen and he gets up, okay, it is, it is on now because he's going to him. It's fixing to take place. What would you be thinking? What, what, would, you be, what would you be imagining? All right, watch what, watch what it says. The Bible says in verse 31, Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. Now, let's, let's sit there and talk about that just a little bit, okay? First, A, I want you to see the picture that Christ saw. The picture that Christ saw. What did he see? He saw glory. He saw glory. He saw himself being glorified. Now, I know that's hard to imagine. How in the world? He's fixing to be killed. He's fixing to be brutally murdered. But see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's fixing to fulfill his purpose. What did John say? You remember when he come down uh, walking on the riverbank, Jordan River, and, and John's baptizing, having his revival services out there, and, and he sees Jesus coming. Behold the... Come on, everybody. Behold the... 
Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. What was Jesus seeing? He was seeing he was fixing to be the Lamb. What, what did Jesus say about this point? What did Jesus say about this time in his life? He said, for this cause was I born. For this reason came I into the world. It was the cross. It was Calvary. It was the sacrifice. Are y'all with me? Why do we sing amazing grace? How sweet the sound. Why do we sing I'm redeemed by love divine? How are we redeemed? By the blood of the lamb. Are y'all with me? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What are we doing? We're glorifying him. If it wasn't for the cross, he would get no glory. It is through the cross that he is glorified and magnified. Because of the cross, nations all over the world, nations all over the earth come together every single week and thank Him and praise Him and bow to Him and exalt Him through the cross. Nothing brought Him glory like the cross. Y'all with me? Watch this. He says, I'm going to be glorified. If I be lifted up, y'all know this. John chapter 3, that's 10 chapters behind, people. Right? If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men to me. It's like y'all are afraid to answer. Like, what if I'm wrong about this thing? It's okay, amen? You remember? We're standing. We're standing at the, the Mount of Beatitudes where Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, literally. Standing there a couple weeks ago. Or a month ago. And everybody's taking pictures of the flowers. And everybody's looking over the Sea of Galilee because you can see the Sea of Galilee. Beautiful picture, beautiful garden, slight breeze, grass. Finally, there was grass. Mostly sand, desert, rocks, goats. But now there's grass. And everybody's busy taking pictures. And I'm standing in the parking lot looking at all the buses. I'm just like, I'm like, mesmerized by all the flags all the buses looked alike so they would put a flag of the nation that you were from in the in the in the big windshield of the souped up bus you was in and there was flags from every nation why were they there because of that cross why were they seeking him why did they even care? Why, why, did, why did all these people spend a, probably a bunch of money to get here? That cross. Jesus is seen and glorified. And him being glorified brought glory to his father. Let me, let me show you. Let me show you. <laughs> Look at verse 31. You, I'm not boring y'all. Come on, help me now. Get with me. You're like, I mean, it's going, we're going to go somewhere. Watch. Now, now is the Son of Man, that's Jesus, right? 
Now is the Son of Man glorified, and watch, and God, when you see that, He's in reference to His Father. Are y'all with me? And God is glorified in what? In Him. Oh yeah, I'm, there's a wall here. What are we doing? We pray, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We are bringing glory to the Father because of what the Son did. You getting it? Jesus is seeing him being glorified and through himself being glorified, it ultimately is going to bring glory to his That's right. Amen. Watch this. Watch this. I'm going to hurt some of you's feelings. Because mine got hurt a little bit. How many of y'all know young preachers sometimes preach what they've heard? Because it sounded pretty good. How many of y'all have ever heard the song? How many of y'all have ever heard the song? When he was on the cross. No. -uh. Yeah, huh? Yeah, huh? It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. And then they'll quote, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, in other words, he was looking at it, it was in front of him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. All my life, I've heard missionaries, I've heard evangelists, I've heard preachers, Bible teachers, conference speakers say Jesus saw little Johnny kneeling at an altar one day. And because of that, he endured the cross. It's not biblical. What did Jesus see? He saw himself being glorified and because of that, ultimately, it brought glory to his What did Christ get the ultimate joy and fulfillment and satisfaction from bringing glory to his Father? I do always the things that please the Father. Do you remember? Do you remember when he was sitting at the well? John 4. You remember? Woman at the well comes. He, he leaves her. He, 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 he brings uh, salvation into her life. She leaves. They bring back a sandwich. And they say, are you hungry? You got you something to eat? And he says, I have meat to eat that you know not of. 
In other words, I have something that fulfills me. I have something that satisfies me that you don't even understand. It was fulfilling the will of his Father. It was bringing glory to his Father. And through the cross, he was bringing glory to his Father. Now watch. The disciples are arguing. You know what they're arguing over? Glory. Who's going to get to sit where? Who's going to get the credit? Who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom? Who's going to have honor? Who's going to have glory? Do you know what they were concerned about? Their own or their own glory. I feel a preaching spell coming on right now, but I'm going to keep it calm. Watch this. I put beside in my notes right here, I, I, I took some new notes. Andrew, I put this motivation. Motivation. What was motivating Jesus? The glory of his Father. Why did he endure the cross despising the shame? Why did he put up with what he put up with? Why did he endure what he endured? Why did he go through what he... Because he could see his father being glorified. He was concerned about the father's glory. Now watch. I'm going to go somewhere. This is convicting. I'm telling you, this will be convicting. The disciples were concerned about their own... Who's going to be the greatest? Who's going to get to sit where? Who's going to have the best this and the best that? To the point that when Jesus begins to tell them what's fixing to take place, they don't believe it. They begin to argue with him. When the, when the shepherd is smitten, the sheep are going to scatter. Peter, the, the ringleader, huh? They all deny it. We're not going to go nowhere. Peter, you you, you don't even understand. Not only are all of y'all going to be scattered, but you're going to deny me three times. Before the cock crow, you're going to deny me three times. And and according to the Gospels, it said Peter got angry. More vehemently, he argued the fact. Watch this now. Watch this. When they came to get him in the garden, They came to get him. Judas betrays him. And this is all coming down. It's all coming down. And and, and all of a sudden, they take Jesus and they chain Jesus and they drag Jesus. And and all of the disciples flee. And we know Peter denies it three times. But watch this. What, what what, what, What was the word? What What was the word? What was the word I put beside in my notes? Come on. Watch this. They were motivated by their own. Come on, everybody. They were motivated by their own. They were seeking their own. They were worried about their own. All they cared about was their own. (laughs) And they ran. 
They were scattered. They were fragile. But Jesus was concerned about his fathers. He cared about his fathers. He was, he was doing everything he can to promote his fathers. Guess what? He went all the way. You know why he was able to endure a cross? Because he wasn't caring about his own self. He didn't care about his own glory. Even though he was glorified, his aim and his desire and his goal was to glorify the Father. And when his concern was about the glory of his Father and fulfilling the Father's will and always doing the things that please the Father, when your goal is to glorify God, you will be able to endure your cross. You'll be able to endure your nightmare. When you take your credit away and you say, it's not about me, it's not about what I want, it's not about what I desire. God, it's all about you. It doesn't matter how dark it gets. It doesn't matter how how bad the cross is, you'll make it. You know when we as Christians fall apart? You know when we as Christians get fragile and wig out and run out on God? When we care about our own glory. We care about our own self. We care about our own feelings. We care about our own comfort. They're wanting, they're wanting a throne. They're wanting to sit as kings. They're worrying and, and wondering about who's going to rule where. And, but see, you don't understand God's economy. Watch this. Watch this. Philippians says, Philippians says, Let his mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Y'all with me? And what did God do? God highly exalted him and gave him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. What's the point? Until you carry the cross, you'll never wear a crown. And all they were concerned about was their crown. They had no idea the glory comes from the cross. What did Jesus see? What helped him endure the beating? What helped him in his humanity endure the betrayal? Endure all that he went through. Endure the beating. Endure the spikes in his feet and hands. Endure the, the suffering. For the joy that was set before him. He was looking right past that cross. To the glory that he had. Y'all with me? The glory that he had experienced with his father before he became human. And, and, and the incarnation took place on this earth. He says, I came from my father and I'm going back to him. What kept him on the cross? 
It wasn't little Johnny. It was the glory of his father. Fulfilling the father's will. Now here, here's the thing. Now don't get bent out of shape over the song. Because <clears throat> God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This don't mean that God don't love little Johnny. All right? So some of you just cool off a little bit and simmer down, simmer down. Are y'all with me? Can y'all see this truth in this chapter? He said, now the Son is glorified. Through what? The cross. As bad as it is, it's evil and dark and wicked. Do y'all realize, realize Calvary was man at his worst? But it was God at his best. Are y'all with me? Look here. <clears throat> Jesus looked past the cross at the glory he would have with the Father when it was over. The very event that would bring Christ's glory was his death. By it, he has received the adoration, the worship, and love of millions whose sins he bore. God the Father is glorified because it is all part of his redemptive plan. Somebody say amen. amen. Let, me, let, me, let me share with you something. This ain't in your notes either, but... If, if, if you want to, if you want, you don't have to buy a book from Books a Million to find the purpose of life, okay? I know there's, there's, there's shelves stacked with them. All you got to do is look in God's Word where it says, whatever you do, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Revelation chapter 4, I think verse 11 says, uh, thou art worthy, for thou hast created all things, and all things are created for thy pleasure. They are and were created. Why were you created? To bring glory to God. To bring, say it with me, to, to bring glory to God. Okay, why, why is that important? Why is that important? If we looked at the attributes of God, <clears throat> If we look at the attributes of God, how many of y'all know that God is omnipresent? What that means is he's everywhere. You know what? Jonah found he couldn't run from it. Well, I'm going to go to my house. He'll be there before you get there. Hello? The psalmist said, if I go up into the mountains, if I go down into the sea, if I go in the depths of hell, thou art there. So his presence cannot be magnified. Because he's all, already everywhere. The scriptures teach us that he's omnipotent. That means all powerful. In other words, he can't go to the gym. Because he's already got it all. You go because you need some. Watch this now. I'm not, being, this, I'm not trying to be 
funny. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make a point. We go to get stronger. He can't. Because he's all powerful. He's omniscient. He's everywhere. He can't, he can't be any more anywhere than he is already everywhere. So that cannot be magnified. His power cannot be magnified. He's all powerful. He's got all the power there is to have. He's got it all. He's omniscient. That means he knows everything. He can't go to school. He can't learn anything. Because he already knows it all. Y'all with me? His omniscience cannot be magnified. There cannot be no more of it. Y'all with me? His presence cannot be magnified because he's already everywhere. There cannot be more of it. His power cannot be magnified because he's he's already got it all. But there's an attribute of God that can be magnified. That's his glory. Now watch. That's why he is so jealous over his glory. He said, I'll share my son, I'll share my home, I'll share my favor, I'll share my provision, I'll share my blessings, I'll share my presence, I'll share it all, but I will not share my glory. And your purpose for living is to bring glory to God. And the ultimate glory came from the crucifixion of His Son because through the cross of Calvary, millions of people every single week are crying and praying and glorifying Him and thanking Him. And His glory is magnified through your worship. Let me say this again. His glory is magnified through your worship. So when you're sitting like a knot on a log and not opening your mouth and not worshiping and not thinking and not singing, you're stealing glory. Give the glory due unto his name. We owe it. He's obligated. We got to give him glory. And what motivated Jesus What moved Jesus? What was it that held him to the cross? What was it that gave him the ability to endure the cross? It was the glory of his Father. He said, the Son will be glorified through the cross and through the glory of the Son, my Father will be. Church, say amen. Now here's the application of that. If all you care about is your glory, If all you care about is your comfort, if all you care about is you, when the dark comes and it was night, when your night comes, when your dark comes, you know what that is, whatever that might be. It may be a doctor's call. It may be news you find out. It may, whatever it may be. If your greatest concern is your own glory, you're going to fall apart. But if your concern, if your purpose, if your aim is to glorify the Father and say, Father, if the cross is your will, bring me through that so I can bring glory to you. And guess what? Do you realize Jesus in his humanity when he was praying in the garden? You say, preacher, I won't make it. You don't know how dark my dark is. You don't know how dark my night is. You don't know what I'm going through. 
I, hey, I may not, but I do know this. In Jesus' night, in Jesus' dark, when he was sweating great drops of blood, how many of y'all know God sent an angel to help him? What's the point? God will send an angel to minister to you. I don't know what this is about because that's really what's in my notes. But it's the gospel. Look at the next one. Six minutes? Really? (laughs) One point? (laughs) I ain't doing it. Because I want I want to spend some time with this one. So y'all gonna get out early. But don't get used to it. <clears throat> Jesus says this. Well, maybe you won't get out early. I'm going to talk some more. <clears throat> Jesus, see, let me, let me just give you the point. I'll talk about it, but we ain't going to talk about it. We see the picture Christ saw, but then write this down. The priority Christ shared. That's all I'm going to give you. Now look at me. Everybody look at me. How many of y'all know that when it's your time to go, you're, you're not going to be concerned with insignificant things? I, I've never been, and I've been at a lot of bedside. A lot. I've never one single time had anybody say, boy, I wish I could ride my motorcycle one more time. I've never never heard one say, man, if I could just go fishing one more time. I've never heard anyone say, if I could just go to work one more day. You know, all these things that we think is so important, I have heard people say was really important. Jesus is fixing to die. Let me me read it how it says it. Look what it says. Look what it says. Verse 33. You there? Little children, yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me. And as I said unto you, whether I go, ye cannot come. He's talking about he's dying. He's leaving. He's going to the cross. You can't follow me here. You can't follow me here. Watch the, what's, what's the last sentence in that verse? Say it. Say it again. Say it again. All right, say the first two words. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. So now. In other words, this is real important. What did Jesus say right before he died? What was he he so concerned about that he stopped and spent this time to remind them and and, and, and to teach them? What was so so heavy on Jesus' heart that he thought enough to say, so now I'm leaving and because I'm leaving, I, I need to tell you this. 
I, I need you to understand this. I need you to get this. This is so important. I'll tell you, every church in America needs a refresher course on what Jesus is fixing to say. Next week. Yeah. We're going to go into it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably make a, a new outline because i got a lot to say about that. But keep it anyway. Keep it anyway. Church, say amen. amen. Here's what I want you to do. God's really working on the staff. We was in a meeting all day yesterday. All day. I'm talking about literally all day. God is up to something. And, and, and one, of those, one of those things, one of those areas, God is wanting us to worship. And so, so this Sunday, when you get here this Sunday, stop in the parking lot. I'm going to come up on this platform and remind you, but, but, but do this. Most of the time on Sunday morning when we come in here, we come in here with our hair on fire. Right? Trying to get the kids ready and trying to get everything, get on time. and We're just lucky to get in here before the singing starts and before the preaching starts. Wide open. And I want you to park your car. And I want you to stop and take a deep breath. And say, Lord, this is about you. This is about you. I'm going to make this day, I'm going to make this worship experience about you. Not about me. Monday, I'm going to tell you my problems. But today, I'm going to give you glory. Let's give the glory due His name. And all God's people say it. Dear Heavenly Father,